Hi, I'm Pastor Adam, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God God indeed. Let us pray. In a world of hatred, war, famine, gun violence, and disease, where children grow up as orphans, where families go hungry, and entire regions face destruction, God, we call upon you to come. In a world where so many have lost hope, we call upon you, Lord of hope, to come. In this season of Advent, we wait for the coming of hope into our world. We await the birth of the Christ child, the coming of God into our lives in a new way. Come, Messiah. Come and save us. Amen. Good morning. I'm Pastor Corey, and it is our Advent joy to welcome you to Orange United Methodist Church today. I pray everyone had a safe Thanksgiving, and I give thanks for the ways that this community serves and seeks to be a place that helps people find their place in God's story. We say those words every single week, and while repetition is the key to good learning, repetition also runs the risk of desensitizing us to the power and meaning of what we say. We can say it so often that we may begin to dismiss the intention and meaning of those words. We want to help people find their place in God's story. All people, even the people we don't really want to be a part of our story, because this is God's story. Even the people who intimidate us or make us uncomfortable, who challenge us because this is God's story. And our church is committed to making sure every single person finds a place in that story, regardless of our race or gender or sexuality or ability or socioeconomic status or marital status or geographic location, regardless of it all, we are welcomed here. We are affirmed here and we have a place here in this community and at this table. This table where we're gonna celebrate every single Sunday through Advent. We are all welcome here. We all have a place here, and that is Advent hope, peace, love, and joy, to be able to celebrate that God story, the story of God coming into the world to be one among us. And I wanted to draw our attention to how our words can begin to lose power if we aren't paying attention, because the same holds true for Advent. We go through the motions, we hang the beautiful greenery, we put out the poinsettias, we set up the nativity, we light the candles. And sometimes the repetition of the season can allow us to lose touch with the power of it. This morning, we light the candle of hope. We light the candle of hope as a symbol of the hope we have in Jesus Christ, the power to break through our darkness and despair. And we need a symbol. We need hope. We need a savior to come because we are a people lost in despair, lost in sin, lost in violence. We are a world that has a lot more in common with the world that Isaiah is speaking to than we may think. 
Isaiah is a prophet in ancient Israel, the most prolific of the prophets, and most likely the prophet you've heard of. Whether or not you've spent your life in church, Isaiah's words resound in many secular spaces. The passage we read this morning from Isaiah 2 resounds in many secular spaces. There's a sculpture that sits at the United Nations building, and it depicts this passage from Isaiah. It was actually gifted to the UN in 1959 by the Soviet Union, a non-religious country that no longer exists as we formerly knew it. Ryan, would you put up that picture? Thank you so much. This is the description from the UN's website. The sculpture here depicts the figure of a man holding a hammer aloft in one hand and a sword in the other hand, hammering the sword into a plowshare, a tool to till land for crops. This action symbolizes man's desire to put an end to war and transform tools of destruction into tools to benefit mankind. This action symbolizes man's desire to put an end to war and transform tools of destruction into tools to benefit mankind. The book of Isaiah contains the following passage, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. You may have heard these words many times, enough times that they begin to lose their power. And we must resist that. Because Isaiah's words reach deep into our world as a literal vision of hope of hope, of taking that which was meant for and used for destruction and violence and not destroying it, not destroying the swords and the spears, but transforming them, redeeming, changing them into something that brings life, something that brings light, something that enables us to hear and live those words at the end of Isaiah's passage this morning. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah's vision, hear this again, it doesn't destroy the weapons of war. It transforms, it redeems them into something new. We shouldn't fear change and transformation, we should embrace it. We need this vision of hope. We need Isaiah's vision and his words to be what fills our eyes and our hearts in this season of darkness that illuminates our path so to echo his words, we may walk in the light of the Lord. Can you say that with me? May we walk in the light of the Lord. One more time. May we walk in the light of the Lord. Let that be our Advent mantra this season. May we walk in the light of the Lord. We need to be reminded right now of the light that God can bear, even in the midst of the darkness that humanity continues to seek and spread. I pray we were all sickened and heartbroken by the act of hatred that took place in Colorado just a mere week ago. In our world of daily mass shootings, that may feel like a distant memory, but it should be a very present one, not only did that community endure an unconscionable act of violence and evil? They continued to be assaulted again and again by verbal swords and verbal spears in response. May our hearts mourn with them and our bodies stand with them. May we walk in the light of the Lord. May what was intended to incite fear and violence turn us more toward love and justice. 
May our swords become plowshares and our spears pruning hooks. Now, many of you may be unaware of this because I've adapted so well via my accent. I'm not from North Carolina. I actually grew up in a small city in Southeast Virginia. And before this past week, it is likely that you had never heard of it before. Chesapeake, Virginia was my home for 22 years. And the Walmart where six people were murdered again by gun violence was the same Walmart I shopped at my whole life. It's the same Walmart that several of my siblings shop at today. And I woke up on Wednesday morning to group texts among my parents and siblings, checking in to make sure everyone was accounted for. We need Isaiah's vision. Because while I felt a tinge of selfish relief on Wednesday morning, there are families who are now experiencing the darkest darkness imaginable. May our hearts mourn with them and our bodies stand with them. And may what was intended to incite fear and violence turn us more toward love and justice. May our swords become plowshares and our spears pruning hooks. May we walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah's vision comes on the heels of a very similar reality. He describes what he has witnessed among the people of Israel in chapter 1, violence, bribery, unfaithfulness, desolation, the trampling of the poor. And in the midst of that passage, he calls for repentance and offers glimpses of hope, but they are drowned out by the descriptions of violence and rebellion. It's a harrowing story. It's a harrowing depiction. It's a desperate picture. Heartbreak, violence, hatred, hunger, war, divisiveness. And then comes chapter two, a very different vision, a hope-filled, a transformed vision, a vision that pushes against the autopilot of our lives. We've come to accept so much of the vision from Isaiah 1, we aren't even surprised by the news anymore. Instead, we turn it off or tune it out. We expect the darkness, and we live in a very dimly lit reality a majority of the time, just hoping that we aren't directly impacted by the pain and the violence. That's what we hope for. We hope that heartbreak and violence and hatred and hunger and war doesn't come knocking on our front door. Church, that is the saddest, most selfish hope that we could have. I'm guilty of it. Isaiah's vision doesn't say, let me walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah's vision doesn't say, let my family walk in the light of the Lord. The vision says, let us, let the people of God walk in the light of the Lord. The hope of the Lord, the vision of the Lord that transforms that which is used, was used to perpetuate violence and to redeem it, to change it toward life. There's still hope. Because that vision doesn't end in Isaiah. That vision is continued and fulfilled in John's gospel. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus' own life takes what was meant for violence, for evil, crucifixion, the cross, Jesus takes it and transforms it into a symbol of resurrection and hope for the world. 
The light that Jesus is bringing into the world as we journey toward Advent is illuminating our path and reminding us that not only are we being called to walk in the light of the Lord, Jesus goes one step further and reminds us we are the light of the world. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Not only do we hope for the fulfillment of the vision from Isaiah, Jesus said we are it. We are the light of the world. Jesus is light. And wherever there is that light, Scripture says there can be no darkness at all. Let that be our Advent hope, that we are the light of the world to a world full of darkness. But our work as light bearers reflects our work as fulfillers of Isaiah's vision. We must beat our swords into plowshares, our own spears into pruning hooks. We must learn to make war no more. We must expose the darkness of our own hearts to the light of Christ and let those weapons be transformed into tools of love. May we walk as children of the light. May we invite God's light into our hearts so that those swords and spears within us are transformed. What incites us toward violence and hatred? What in, who inside us incites us toward violence and hatred. We have to self-examine because walking as children of the light, it requires hope and it also requires a lot of humility. As much humility as the God of the universe lowering himself to be one among us. The challenge of Advent, the journey that Advent invites us into is a journey to expose that darkness to light. The hope of Advent is that in the light, God can transform our weapons and our shame and our secrets into plowshares, into pruning hooks. What was meant for harm in our hearts, God can transform into healing. Only if we surrender those weapons of war and hate and judgment to Jesus, only but if we are willing and if we are humble, we are and can become the light of the world. And others may see it and see our Father in heaven, and they too may walk in the light of the Lord. Their darkness may be illuminated by our great hope. May you receive this Advent as a path to take, as a vision to live, not just a countdown to Christmas, but as an accounting of the ways that we are or are not preparing the way of the Lord in our own lives and in our world. Happy Adventing. Let us prepare and let us pray. God of all hope, teach us to learn war no more. Help us to surrender the swords and spears that we cling to so tightly telling ourselves they are for our protection or to bring you glory, lying to ourselves, knowing that they are only meant to cause harm. Strip away our false insecurities that only wound 
and transform us into bearers of love and justice who heal. Let our love and justice reflect the light of your goodness so that others' lives may be illuminated by our great hope in you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.